0: like grieving I was too young to understand our home was bleeding from the ceiling still hear the screaming It's dirty hum inside my head now I scare
1: myself sometimes cocaine rails and twisted eyes when you're from where we are you face shit you're scrapping basements we had no choice we grew up fast
2: And welcome back to Bar Down Breakdown, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. And this is episode 238, and we got a repeat guest joining us tonight. We got our buddy Andy Kine from Grayscale, hey. holding it down in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Andy, what's going on, brother? Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. You know, just waited 230 episodes to get you back on.
0: Yeah, I'm a I'm a hard guy to get a hold of. I guess. <laughs> Multiple
2: albums, you know, big deal. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're <laughs> back. We made it. We're back. We're here. Yeah. We're super pumped, and like this has kind of been a long time coming. Last year, you know, the Flyers were kind of up and down, and I was like, oh, you know, down. I'll try to get I'll try to get, get Andy down. back, Andy <laughs> back on when the Flyers are playing relevant hockey. And uh, we had to wait until now, until they finally dude. started playing a little bit better.
0: Yeah, dude. I literally, it was kind of crazy. Um, on the the last, uh, right before the last tour started, uh, I was like, man, I, I think like I'm gonna, I think this year, because I used to play NHL like religiously. I love that game. I haven't played it in years, and I was like, man, I'm gonna like get NHL again. Just watch the Flyers, even if it's like tough. And I, I don't, and I was like, I'm just gonna do it because I like missed it, and I started tuning in. I'm like, man, we're like we're like winning games. What it, <laughs> we're doing it, and all of a sudden they're like in second place, and I'm like, wait,
2: we're we're good. Yeah, it's great. At, it's cool. At this point in the season, like if you make it past Thanksgiving and you're still sitting in a playoff spot, it's usually a good sign. Yeah, you know, statistically, statistically, yeah. So I look
0: great. I mean, like obviously. Yeah, like it's, it's like not a fluke. Yes, is
2: a good way to put it. Yeah, they they, they could be sticking around, but mm-hmm. it's, it's also kind of funny since we had you on so long ago. Like there was a le- legit pandemic between the dude. last time. We <laughs> <tried>. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, major <laughs> global events. <laughs> like that's how. long.
0: Dude, yeah! Wow, that that what was it? Like three years, I guess. Pretty much.
1: That was, yeah like, like, it, blur. It'll be three years in February. That is crazy.
0: That's absolutely remember, dude. I literally I had to go, um I had to go to urgent care like a couple like a week ago. And I walked in and they like handed me a mask, and I was like, What? Like it was PTSD. <laughs> it was like where where am I? This is crazy. I've worn a mask in forever.
1: Yeah. You know what's crazy too about fast. the last time, the last time you were on the podcast. Gritty was six months old. Oh yeah.
0: Like I, I love
2: Gritty. <laughs> Dude, I his, also love Gritty. His, his did you see his last antics? There was and this like pretty viral. Where he there was like a little peewee goalie in that mm-hmm. and gritty had had held a sign up and he was like, If I score, I can take your mom out on a date. And his mom <laughs> was like right there at the glass. Grady (laughs) ripped a slapper at him, like didn't take it easy. Went far down on this little water bottle. The goalie. Oh my god! The little he took, he covered maybe a quarter of the net, not even. (laughs) And Grady just goes and rips his slapper, and then skates right over to this little kid's mom and puts her a kiss.
0: Dude, that is absolutely (laughs) hilarious. I have to look that up. Dude, yeah, I have, I, I love Gray. I think it's so funny. Like, they really kind of captured like meme culture as kind of as a uh, as a mascot. Like when he streaked across the field at the Winter Classic or whatever, <laughs> it's just so funny. It's so good.
1: But it's like and it's I know like they're, all they're taking... these. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say all these mascots are always like super friendly, and they always like do photo ops with kids and all this other stuff. And I feel like. Gritty exemplifies your weird cousin from Delco. Oh yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Spot on. <laughs> that was the inspiration. Yeah. They went it's to a perfect. few gold keeper shows. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Dude, they it's took like, like, a whole they took a few <laughs> nods from like the the fanatic, obviously, but like yeah. they just went a little further. It's great. <laughs> it's great. He's so funny. And it's like it's like You know, harmless humor. When he like dumps a like a bag of popcorn on some random guy, it's it's always (laughs) funny. It's always funny.
1: Just the fact that they gave him security guards that are just as funny as he is. Yeah,
2: (laughs) yeah. They they could have gone terrible for them though. Like honestly, that could have been a really bad mascot. Totally. Like how scary he is and everything, but whoever is behind the mask has just ran with it and totally just exemplifies being a, a philly sports fan it's mm.
0: perfect It literally it, exactly that's exactly right it's like you know like they have like the grittiness of philadelphia like like that's kind of like the name and then it's just like it's just making them ridiculous and, and, <laughs> and it just works like people get it it's hilarious it's and it's never like malicious it's just
1: it's just great i like when you look it up the 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 three words that like are used to describe him are large, unsettling, and orange. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not wrong.
2: What, what official list is that?
1: I don't know. It's on it's on the Wikipedia. It goes description: large, unsettling, orange. <laughs> it's on the Flyers' homepage. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's Good what shit. the Flyers are now. They're just large, unsettling, and orange. Yeah, on some days. Most TJ. days, yes.
2: <laughs> So, Andy, you yeah. know, it's right around the holidays. I, I guess it's a perfect time to talk about some of the holiday shows. Um, I, I guess we could start a little bit further back. Uh, you guys went up to Worcester and Ooster. played the the four-year strong holiday show, which is iconic. So you got to play also with Koyo, which is the homies of the pod. We absolutely love Koyo. So how was that show?
0: Dude, it was awesome. Um, uh, I so of like a uh, kind of funny story um we drove up we just we just drove our cars up we were just like let's just hop in the cars we'll get like a art like a u-haul and just go and um we got up there we stayed at nick's brother's house in, in like connecticut and then made our way the next day and um there's a dunkin donuts right down the street from the palladium so we're mm-hmm. like oh let's go get dunkin donuts real quick i parked the car we go across the street eat whatever there's like by the way, this song and donuts has not changed. Like we played, we've played the Palladium like a bunch of times, and we did the holiday show like years ago, and we've been in that Dunkin' Donuts every time, and they had this like speaker system that is broken, and it just sounds like static, and it's just like and like radio, and there's these, <laughs> there's these two women that run it, and they're like angry, and they get like arguments with customers, and it has happened every single year, like it hasn't. I'm talking like like six or seven years. The radio is still the same like we walked in and i was like oh my god it's it's still it's, it's like this is insane frozen in time Does no one know this is happening <laughs> like it, crazy so we get back to my car and, it, and i go to turn it on and it's just dead like absolutely dead so i'm like oh my god like we're i don't know how and it was like uh what was it saturday night so i'm like oh like everything's closed car shops are closed like i'm just we're just stuck here till tuesday this is great and so I spent m- the majority of the day, like on the phone with AAA. Um, they didn't come for 12 hours oh, and they called me and they were like, Hey, like, how did it go? Like, how was your service or whatever? And I've never I'm yelled sorry. at anyone. I've never yelled at anyone on the phone. And I, I, I had like a blind rage. I was like, it's been
2: 12 hours.
0: The way. And I just screamed at this lady. and I don't even know what I said. And I hung up and I was like, ah, uh, I have to go do something. I was so mad. Um, but we had, there's a guy at the venue. Um, he helped us fix it. And it worked and we got home. So that's great. Um, but that's not the show. The show is incredible. I, I absolutely love 4-Year Strong. They're like the sweetest, sweetest guys. Um, the show is like amazing. It, that that venue rocks and um, just like, it's a really nice energy. Like everyone in the room is there for like the right reasons. And it's just awesome. And they always, like 4-Year always gets like, a, like an awesome lineup. All the bands that I really kick ass. It was great.
2: Yeah, that they're kind of like historic at this point, the holiday shows that they put on. Yeah,
0: dude, they're amazing. It's so fun. And they like, they did like big production. They had, it was awesome. It was really, really awesome.
2: And then a couple of weeks later, you get to do your own annual holiday show now. So, year two of doing your own thing. And, got to do it at the Fillmore, the I'm assuming Dude. the big room so that's pretty sweet
0: yeah it was um that was our biggest headliner uh we've've we've ever done um it was it was incredible like I think just going to the venues around Philadelphia like for my whole life and then like playing in like the the smaller venues growing up in this uh in the band and all that um I think having the opportunity to play that room and have it like packed out was like incredible it was it was really awesome.
2: Um, yeah, I'm, I'm assuming you've played that room before, but probably just as, once as support.
0: Yeah, just once uh, with all time low on the last tour that we. So we oh, we, we like yeah. just played it like
2: a, a month before.
0: Nice, a little warm up.
2: <laughs> but now that this is your own your own thing, and and that's cool to see. You know, filling up the the bigger room in, in your hometown. That's got to be super special.
0: Dude, it, yeah, it was really cool, and there were like so many, so much like family and friends there. Um, just kind of like looking out and like seeing Cause you can just see everyone from the stage really, really easy. Just like seeing everyone, uh, from the, from my perspective, it was, it was just incredible.
2: It was, it was really, really cool. So I'm just curious about like putting the show on logistically, you mm-hmm. know, how does that work? Because I'm assuming you're, you're like friends with the bands that played this holiday show but they're in bigger bands so like do you still have to go through the booking agents and all that stuff that's an absolute nightmare
0: <laughs> oh totally totally I mean like there's all like you know the official stuff but I think like knowing everyone like knowing everyone and having relationships definitely just like eases that process along like any of the headache that could come with with that kind of stuff kind of like gets taken away because everyone's just kind of like yeah we like we all want to do this 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 would be great so it's not like not like any like big problems, anything like that. No, sweet. Yeah, it was yeah. smooth. Um, yeah. Did you, did you catch any of it? Do you see any of it? We did like a live stream. I don't know if you saw it or not.
2: I didn't catch the live stream, but is it still floating around mm-hmm. somewhere? Because that'd be sweet to find.
1: I can
0: I can get you link to it. I, could, I
1: think maybe. I saw I saw all the snippets from uh, the arrows and action boys. Yeah, they were awesome. Jesse really? is just such a funny, like, he's just such a funny dude. I remember they used to, because um, they were originally from, like, the, the Gainesville, Orlando area in Florida mm-hmm. before they moved over to Nashville. Um, but just, like, seeing them kind of just grow and become, like, what they've always wanted to be has always been, like, super inspirational. And I saw the flyer of the holiday show that you guys put out, and I was like, Arrows in Action, Super American, and Aaron West, FOMO, immediate FOMO. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was cool
0: it was it was definitely like a lineup we were all really fired up about and um yeah they were great they were they were really great got them um hang out with them a good bit um just super nice guys and they just rock it was, it was great
2: so i'm like today years old realizing that aaron west like when soupy plays those shows like gets in character yeah, like mm-hmm. I had no idea that that's how he played live. I like obviously listened to the first album when it came out, and I know there's been multiple releases since then, but I only listened to the first one. And obviously, you know, it was gut wrenching, like the the stories that he tells in these songs. Mm-hmm. But then to hear that he, you know, because he's such a big wrestling fan, he's like, oh, now I'm gonna like be that character when i play live and i found that out today like i was just like scrolling and i saw a video that he put up and i was like huh that's even cooler
0: yeah it's such it's like such a cool thing i i I love that kind of thing like just like the ultimate performance kind of thing like just really getting like getting exactly like getting into character and doing all of that is like such a cool thing to me especially like going to see concerts Like, like like it's kind of like that uh like the 1975's latest like run of shows, it's all like almost like a 50 sitcom
1: mm-hmm.
0: within a show. It, it, yeah, that whole idea is really really cool.
1: And Mikey, you're not going to appreciate this, um, but Dan from The Wonder Years, Soupy, he's mm-hmm. actually really good friends with the current world heavyweight champion, Seth Freakin' Rollins like really good friends like anytime, like they go through um wherever Seth is or if Seth's in an area where he can go to a show he just calls up Soupy and they get tickets in like that they're like <laughs> really? super close together and i'm like that blows my mind like two worlds like wrestling and just alternative music coming together blows my mind
2: that's awesome Could be another pot, <laughs> a branch off a of bar down breakdown
1: yeah <laughs>
2: <laughs> and start around
0: bar down smackdown
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. Copyright that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just wrestling alternative music.
2: <laughs> yep. That rocks. <laughs> That's awesome. But I guess, uh, you know, moving on from the holiday shows, we, we mentioned how there's been multiple releases since the last time we had you on. Obviously, you know, Nella Vita. kind of, Justin and I were talking before we started recording, like, took grace grayscale to kind of that next level, right? Like it opened up so many different avenues for you guys. Like you kind of got away from just being in that pop punk world mm-hmm. and then have, have kind of branched off to do way, you know, you know, different things than some other bands in that kind of avenue. So I, I guess, you know, w- what's been the the response for Nella vita and, and Umbra?
0: Yeah, it's um it's been great. I think we're definitely a band that like constantly wants to move. Like we don't want to like be complacent or, or not not maybe complacent's the wrong word, but we're just always looking for like new things to try and new sounds and stuff. And I think we kind of landed on something with both of those that like struck a chord a little bit with some people. And um yeah, I think and, and 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 with the change there's always like you know it's not always like the smoothest transition, but I think people like once they were like really like sat with it they began to really really like it and I think um yeah I think that I mean it's crazy that was that was so long ago yeah uh, it's crazy thinking about it now um yeah, it just like opened doors um met like a whole bunch of new people just just from doing that record and then um Umbr,a was something even really during the pandemic, we recorded it all during the pandemic in, in LA, which was crazy. Um, just like, it just basically went from like one room to another room, just like didn't interact with anyone for however long we were there. Um, and that was awesome getting to meet everyone, even just working on the records. Um, we, uh, we met like Courtney Ballard who produced that record. And then we had machine mm-hmm. who did Nella Vita, just like incredible people to work with. And, um, yeah, I think just um, working on those records was just like really cool, uh, like like a really cool growth period. I think for all the guys in the band, I think we really stepped up, just like really just like kind of like leveled up as musicians. I think just like naturally through doing that. And um, yeah, we uh, I don't, we announced at the uh, the holiday show the other day. Uh, we actually just finished a record like last or two weeks ago. So we're we're getting ready to get, get that out there as well.
2: Hell yeah. So did did you record that locally in Philly or did you go out to LA?
0: Um we were we were in uh we were in Los Angeles, I think Pasadena for nice. about a month and a half. We w- we went like a few days after the Altimode Tour.
2: Did you have like PTSD going back and like recording an album and not in COVID, but feeling like those bad <laughs> memories coming back.
0: No, no, no that that was such a, good, a unique time. Like it, it was so strange. I mean, doing it there, especially there, because it was so locked down because of how how bad it was there. Um, when we were doing Umbra, it was like we had a an Airbnb that we went to and then we would go get coffee at this one place and then go to the studio and like we it was just that and that's all we did there was like no yeah it was, was kind of crazy but this yeah this this time was awesome um we tried to eat a 1000 tacos when we were there we set like a yeah. goal <laughs> we did not achieve it um we weren't even close uh but yeah it was, it was awesome um uh yeah i can't wait to to share uh what we've been working on i think i think it's r- like really special I'm really excited about it
2: now is not afraid to die going to be on this release or is that just kind of a standalone single
0: um yeah I, I believe so yeah i think it'll be on the release we 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 like literally just finished it so like we don't have like we're kind of like waiting on you know mixes and all that stuff and then we're gonna kind of dial in the order of the record or whatever but yeah i believe um like kind of going into that record um and working on it, we we kind of we had this. It was during the the um we kind of uh, when we went, when we released Umbra till now, uh, we had a large chunk of time at home, and, and we were just writing like nonstop. We went we were on writing trips uh, to L.A. Nashville like every other month for weeks at a time. Um, we almost like had the idea of like literally just starting a new band and just and just kind of like pursuing something else and we kind of went back and forth with that but that mentality of like doing that kind of directed us in a in a sonic avenue um that is what we kind of landed on with uh, not afraid to die and and you know you'll you'll see with the newer songs um kind of in that vein Um, mean yeah it kind of just like launched us in that direction and i think it was it was almost like an unintentional like really cool exercise to like develop a new a new sound with that kind of um mentality i think uh i think i think uh the songs just really came out great i think we we spent like two years slaving over demos so (laughs) it was was a lot we have so many demos but um i think we kind of like really landed on what we wanted to set out to do which is cool
2: and, and would you say like sonically the songs are sounding like "Not Afraid to Die" or are we going to hear some kind of like pop punk influences still in there? Or kind um, of... I
0: think it. I I think it's it's um it's more like well, so for "Not Afraid to Die," we were like, what did what did our favorite bands do? Like we were kind of like having this, we were kind of like talking about like you know um what we wanted to work on what kind of thing we wanted to do and what we wanted to be as a band um post umbra and we were like what do we like what did our absolute favorite bands do and like i mean our favorite bands are like led zeppelin and all, all the you know all the old rock bands and it was just like you know they're just in a room live recording it so we we're like why don't we do that like we, we don't really do that um excuse me ah sorry um yeah and we uh we uh when we recorded that afraid to die, it was literally just like the five of us in a room with some mics and we just recorded a couple takes of it. And, um, you know, you go back and like kind of dip away, like edits in here and there. Um, if you need to, uh, but yeah, we, we just tried that. So we were re- really trying to capture like the sound of like a live band in a room, like some of our favorite inspirations are like, like the Kings of Leon or like, um, I don't know any 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 of those kind of bands. Um, we were like, "Well, how do we achieve that? Let's 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 try that." And uh, that's that's kind of like what uh, "Not Afraid to Die" was, and I think it kind of comes across. I think you can hear it in in the song, but it was it was kind of it was nerve wracking. Like, like I finished guitars, and um, or we, we finished doing the the takes, and then we were, you know we're chipping away at like little edits here and there, and um, it, got, it got to like my guitars, and they were like. I think I re- I think I might have re-recorded one thing, and then we were, and we were like, okay, like I think that's it. And it was an hour or whatever, and I was so nervous. I was like, oh man, like I don't even I don't know. Is it done? I have, I have no idea. And they were like, and, and but part of the process of that is like you kind of it's almost like less detail. It's, it's it's letting it sit and letting it be what it is, which is which is really cool. Let the dough
1: rise. Hmm. literally what it is
0: yeah literally yeah it it was a really cool really cool experience um but yeah we were definitely aiming um aiming at like just just kind of capturing like each individual player more and Mm -hmm. being more like a
2: band in a room i think which is is really cool And, and like i absolutely love
0: that kind of stuff
2: so and i'm sure that's like the song that you can show your grandma or your aunt or uncle or whatever. And I, I feel like they could appreciate it as well. Like it seems like it is very approachable no matter what type of music you listen to. Like mm-hmm. you you could be a warp tour kid or a top 40 person and still appreciate that song kind of has like a Bruce Springsteen kind of vibe to it.
0: Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. I'm a big fan. <laughs> yeah he's he's the boss you know
1: (laughs) it's funny that you said springsteen too because i was i like the when i was listening to not afraid to die um one of the album was one of my favorite albums that i listened to probably on a weekly basis but it has very much springsteen flavors but um like just the way that you guys orchestrated everything it reminds me a lot of sam's town from the killers like, it has a lot of that, not necessarily, like, it. it's a, like, directly influence, but you can kind of tell, like, where, like you said, that Kings of Leon influence, that Killers influence, that Springsteen influence, mm-hmm. it's all there. It, it kind of culminates in this song, which is really cool to hear.
0: Yeah, I think, um, writing it, too, I, I I guess Colin could probably speak a little better on it than I would, but, um, like, we were, that was kind of the first of the songs that we were, we, uh. That demo it was literally like the first demo we did um like two years ago for it and um it was kind of like like kind of reflecting during covid and that 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 long time period at home just kind of like home life and what home was you know home life was like living in Philly kind of yeah and um yeah you look at you look at like the Bruce Springsteen's The Killers and um many others like well the kid I guess Sam, Sam was like you know directly influenced from Bruce Springsteen but it has that like Kind of like homegrown storytelling kind mm-hmm. of thing, and we absolutely loved that. So we we're like, let's let's you know try some of that stuff too. and I like head that direction, and I think a lot of you know what this record is about is like, like uh, our upbringing and, and growing yeah. up in the Philly area. Which I think that song, like, yeah, I mean, at least I hope I think that song kind of like captured that, which is cool.
2: Dude, it, it I just like finished. the killers said. Sorry, go ahead i just got i just finished that movie uh feast of the seven fishes i if you have seen that it takes place in like west virginia like philly border area mm-hmm. and like that song could be playing in that movie soundtrack like that's the vibe awesome. it makes sense awesome. that like you're saying how you're you're going back and writing about like your hometown and things like that and it, you got to go watch the movie. You know exactly what I'm talking oh, well, about. Like, what it, was it? What was it called? Feast, Feast of the Seven, Seven Fishes. Fishes. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely. We'll do that. It's like yeah, a it's cool. Movie, um, indie movie.
0: Okay. Yeah, I got it pulled up right here. I'll definitely watch that. Always into new holiday movies. Um, but yeah, it's kind of like the the killers. Um, I, I forget when I was watching, but they were they were doing an interview of something, and uh, he was saying like how they wanted their guitars to sound like the desert. If they wanted to sound like Vegas or wherever they they grew up from, and you can really you hear it, and it's cool when you like think
1: about it that way. It wasn't Song Exploder, was it? Uh, maybe. I, I think it was, was on. Yeah, I think it was on Netflix. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's such a. It, I can't believe they canceled it after two seat. Like the podcast Ooh, is still yeah. going on. Listen to the podcast if you can. Uh, listen okay. to Bar on Breakdown too. But listen to the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> song exploder on um on spotify like they like it's essentially what they did on netflix but he's he's been doing it for years um Hmm. and they literally dive into an entire song like they do song by song and he he like really like he he pulls like the demo tracks and like the original tracks that they sent the producers and sometimes they're just like how the fuck did you get that and um it's he like he did one for rem that's on netflix but he's done like he did um a couple of Kings of Leon songs that are on there too. And it's like super inspirational. Just like listening to like how they, they built, you know, a song and then they built a record around a song or they built the song around a record. And it's always really cool. Like listening to like the archetypes of songs. I don't know. I love that shit.
0: Yeah. I think that, I think it's so cool. Um, yeah. I, I, that, that, um, uh, well, I'm sorry. Remind me what it was called song exploder yeah it, it's incredible like you you watch like how they they build these songs i watched a few of them it's just so cool like there's so many unique stories and unique ways songs are built and every song is different and um just seeing like how they they arrived on parts and like even in that one they had this um what was it i think uh like flood was it flood and molder the guys they recorded with i think that they- oh,
1: yeah is that what their names were yeah, he did it with like the guys who did like "Hurt" by Johnny Cash, like the Nine Inch Nails cover. They've done like Smashing Pumpkins albums. They've done so many albums over in in UK. Yeah,
0: yeah, they're like British. They're British like synth pop producers. Yeah, yeah, Flood and Alan Mulder. Yeah, um, yeah. You just they're like, oh yeah, I had this like weird synth box, and you like you press <laughs> it here, and it makes this. It's and, and it's just like the sound from the record. And you're like, what? And and it's it's cool seeing like how they. Come up with that stuff. It was like um the Gorillas. I, I feel like everyone's seen that video of the Gorillas. The guy yeah. has that like he just hits play and it's like the their their biggest song, <laughs> and it's just it's just crazy. It's really, really cool.
1: Yeah, Chris have not yet watched the R M one too.
0: Yeah, I, I will. I will. I've, I've watched a couple of them. I haven't watched all of them.
1: Yeah, the Chris makes ones are awesome too. Like he dives into. He just had Jarrett Reddick on and um he talked to them about how how they wrote the uh the good girls get the bad guys i think it was okay and they they did a deep dive into like you know what was what were your you know inspirations for for like the lyrics what was the inspiration for the guitars and i think they even put like uh one episode i listened to they had bill stevenson from the descendants and they were asking Mm -hmm. him about um you know um when i can't remember what descendants song they were talking about but they were just like they were like, Yeah, how did you come up with this? And he was just like, Well, this is what we did, and we got this person in here. And it's I love that shit. It's just it's just so interesting to like dive into, especially when it's like a song that you really enjoy too. Yeah, definitely. It
0: just gives like a like a cool it's just like another element to it that's really cool. Yeah, I love bowling for soup. I'm such a fan. <laughs> <laughs> Girl All the Bad Guys one is like one of my favorite songs. I was at, they were um they were at Sam Dunk. We played Sam Dunk. Uh yeah spring and they were there i ended up like i ended up going to like side stage to watch them and i was kind of with this crowd like this big crowd of people and like the security guards like came over and they kind of like ushered everybody out i guess because they were ending the set and they thought that i was like working there or something and i i was just on, the, i was literally like on the corner of the front of their stage for the rest of the set and it was just me
1: <laughs> I had like no business being there it was pretty funny this is rock we're going to clip this for TikTok and try to get
2: Jared on the podcast, now. I <laughs> 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 said hello. Big fan. Amen. Well, speaking of huge tours, you know, you just had a pretty epic one this past fall. You know, I, I, I guess I missed that all-time low window because they kind of started blowing up when I was in college. And I was kind of like... I'm too cool for pop punk when I'm in college, and I I only listen to indie music and City and Color and shit like that. And then like Dude, City and Color is amazing. By the time I got <laughs> out of college, they were already like massive, and I was like, oh, I'm not listening to this big like you know pop punk band. I, I sold out. Have, yeah, they sold out. <laughs> so like I never really got into that all time low like fandom. However, anyone would know like how massive getting on that tour is what was the response like you know because i'm assuming their fans are in their 30s at this point so like did you did you feel like these older crowds were accepting and kind of vibing with you guys
0: yeah um it was honestly it was great I, like we had even the show that we just did like even the last two shows we did the um the the two holiday shows like you would be amazing like how many people came up to us and were like hey like saw you on the all time low tour like loved it like we're back like literally and after sad summer like because we played we did um sad summer and they were on it and we did like side shows with them as well with the main even after that like we did a tour after that and like so many kids would come up like like literally every night like hey saw you with all time low loved you guys like we're back and it, yeah it, it was That's really awesome. cool because like there are definitely like stories of, of that happening like people going to like you know like a I don't know Let's see a band or whatever and you know you go see like some huge artists and everyone's there for the huge artists and misses the opener or whatever but not the case like it, it was really great the um, and and the tour was awesome like uh, yeah it was just so much fun like everyone there was having like a blast um the tour package was like amazing everyone was so friendly and and welcoming and like kind uh but yeah like it was incredible how many like fans would come up and be like hey like Saw you on this tour, like we're back. We like wanted to check you guys out again.
1: It was really cool. It's funny, yeah. like we Mikey and I were talking about that like right before we, we started recording, but I was saying, like, especially on like on TikTok, for example, where you have like this larger audience of people who are starting to go to shows because you know, they either graduated or you know, were going through college or whatever in in um during the pandemic. And as as we've seen like especially like when like pierce the veil went on tour with like i prevail for example like everybody was kind of like crapping on mm-hmm. i prevail for bringing out pierce the veil to open for them or like a lot of like people were, were just really like down on a lot of opening bands for like these larger tours that were coming through but it's like you know some of my favorite bands now open for these tours that i've never heard of and i started i just was there to to experience it and mm-hmm. now, you know, they're top 10 on my Spotify wrapped. And it's just really cool to 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 hear that and, to, you know, see like there's a lot more people that are opening themselves up to, you know, support acts. Because typically, like, especially with a band like All Time Low, they're going to be like, hey, All Time Low probably plays at like 930. Let's just show up at 915 and catch their set. But it's really cool to hear like, you know, I saw I went there for All Time Low, saw you guys, and now I'm coming back to see you guys for this show. That's such like it's it's just a cool thing to hear.
0: Yeah, I I I really yeah, I I love that. When when kids when kids show up and, and do that, I'm just like, yeah, I really, like, really appreciate you doing like doing that. It's incredible. Like um yeah, I went <laughs> I went and saw John Mayer like a couple years ago. And this band opened up for them, uh for him, uh the night game, mm-hmm. which is um um Why am I blanking on names right now? Martin, uh, Martin Johnson from uh, Boys Like Girls is like yeah. our project, and uh, I was like, "This is incredible!" Like, what? It, I, what? It, it became like my favorite band of the last like five years. Um, incredible band, but now uh, he's doing Boys Like Girls again. Uh, but yeah, like I, I think being open to like the experience of going to see opening acts and things is, is really really important in music, especially if you're like a fan and like you know want to support. Like that's the biggest way you
2: know yeah and it's really how a band like your size can take it to the next level right you got to get Absolutely. on these supporting spots and then kind of win over some of the, like the bands that have made its fans and that's how you keep growing this thing right like mm-hmm. I, I think about ice nine kills like totally different world but this past summer they were opening for metallica like insane that had to be the most intimidating thing ever as like a metal band to do right because metallica's fans are probably in their 50s and 60s at this point like that had to be tough to go up there and play like Ice Nine kills is very niche and like th- theatrical and like totally different than metallica totally that had to be such a, a tough spot to be in but at the same time, like how do you pass down playing the Meadowlands or like the link yeah. or whatever, like these huge arenas and football fields that they were playing?
0: <laughs> yeah, you're at lunch, like, oh hey, Lars. And he's like, hey. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> like, how do you pass that up? That's insane.
2: Yeah.
1: So it, cool. it's just cool. Like it I'm gonna bring back wrestling for a minute, but it's just like that that whole terminology of putting someone over, just like it's cool to see a lot of these bands like bring on like these support acts just to help kind of, like, put them to the next level or, like, you know, get them in front of their fans, and it's just, like, really inspiring just to 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 see and hear, and it's just awesome seeing, like, that growth potential.
0: Yeah, I, I think, yeah, that that entire, like, thing is really cool, I mean, like, and even at, even, at, like, you know, the smallest level, like, you know, like, any band starting out, like, needs, like, a platform to start out, and, like, like, we, you know, even, even growing up in seeing scene for us, like, um, we we were just op- we were just like local openers at like a bar in Philadelphia like uh, tons of times, um, and then like we, we you know we have held shows and had other people open for us and it's like kind of just like it's just this like giant thing of paying it forward like who, like we want to we want we want to help everybody out and and be successful and and have them be successful as well.
2: Yeah, it, I I think it's also super special since you grew up in such. A well-established scene, right? Like Philly is, like people in Philly get it. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. not every city is like that. Like yeah. you guys started out in a pretty good city, right? Like there's plenty of places to play. There's plenty of sick bands in Philly. Like pretty good, good scene yeah, to be a part yeah, of. Philly rocks. <laughs> yeah. so Not not every scene like pays it forward like that. So when you know, now that you guys have gotten you know bigger and whatnot, you know having bands like super American play your holiday show, love that band, but you know, they're ready to take it to the next step too. And getting on a holiday show like that is huge for them too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And like, we, we want them like, like we, we love all those bands and like, we want them to be just as, as like as successful as they can be. So, you know, why not like
2: have them on and and put them in front of crowds that might also love them, you know? Amen. Did they try selling any hot dogs at the, at the show? Oh, I don't know. I didn't.
0: I didn't see the hot dogs.
2: <laughs> I hope
0: they did. I love hot dogs.
2: <laughs> I'm pretty sure, at like one of their last tours that they did, every night they sold hot dogs in front of the venue. That that's that's the coolest thing I love ever. That. So funny. I love a good hot dog. Oh man. Yeah. Are you or a, or a Little Bretts onions? or Nathan's? What What brand are you going Anything. with? Every hot dog. any no no <laughs> no. You're um, telling me ballpark like ball I'm a park vegetarian, crank. but ballpark is gross.
0: I like the um, what is it?
2: Is it um, it the Hebrew
0: Nationals? Yeah, that's a good yeah. one. That's a good one. Yeah, they're pretty good. I don't mind the ballpark, Frank either. Like, <laughs> dude, the greasier the better. I'm covering that thing in sauerkraut, onions, yellow mustard, and it's gonna be all over my face, and I'm gonna have the best time.
1: Uh, next time, next time you guys come down to Orlando, there is a, a hot dog cart called Cholo dogs okay, and they do, um, Mexican inspired hot dogs. That's awesome. So they'll do, they put like Tajin on like everything, but they have like different like variations with like, one has like hot Cheetos or Takis on it. Another one has like a barbecue sauce and like an avocado crema on it too. And they just go all out with these things. And it's probably like one of the best, like hot dog, what spots is it, what in orlando is it cholo dogs okay so if you think of like like a south la cholo with like the k-swiss and the tall socks yeah, and the, yeah, yeah. the long short pants <laughs> yeah and it's it's cool too because like the owner the We're owner in the in the like the sous chef or whatever it's funny because the sous chef was like very much like uh like the bear on hulu like he worked for like a pretty like legitimate restaurant and then just yeah, yeah yeah hot dogs um but they went to Mexico and they spent like two weeks in Mexico trying all the different street foods, mm-hmm. and then they just came back. They came up with the concept of a uh, of hot dog and Mexican street food. Put it together, shit's awesome.
0: I'm on their website right now, and these look absolutely incredible. <laughs> <laughs> their their slogan is and Weens." Yeah, Which is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> these look amazing. Holy yeah,
1: dude. It, and it's wow. like it's like two for ten bucks and they're, they're nathan's hot dogs but they grill them right there on the Dude, spot yeah. they make everything to order it's so good a grilled hot
0: dog is special man mm-hmm. like and i kind of like them burned you know like
2: oh yeah a little
0: bit. Dude, there's this so in seattle they do these like seattle dogs and they they basically do like spicy sausages, cream cheese right cream cheese yeah. Dude, it's amazing. It's amazing. I don't that even sounds I really never good. I never thought it would be good. I like they're like cream cheese, mustard and like onions and I was like that that's going to make me sick.
2: It's incredible. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, Ryan <laughs> Ryan good. Hunter from Envy on the Coast introduced introduced me to a Okay, oh, really? yeah. Dude,
0: And they're always outside the venues and they it's amazing. They go every time. These look crazy though.
2: <laughs> Orlando's
0: <kind> got <laughs> a pretty this picture is insane. <laughs> Is it in downtown Beachwalk. Orlando, I probably I would probably walked right by it. We always so, make shows like right downtown.
1: They um they they kind of they'll they go like from spot to spot. So it's, they have a oh, little oh, cart they have the that okay. they do, and typically, like if you guys are coming down and like you're playing like at the beachum or you're playing anywhere outside of like Disney property, because I know you guys play yeah. House of Blues a couple times, but anywhere off of Disney property, just shoot them a message on Instagram. They will just set up a cart like right outside the venue. Really and yeah um, if it, and they're they're normally at like breweries and a couple of other things but um they uh they they used to do this special with um with two other food trucks called best friend mondays okay so they would do cholo dogs they would do this other place called black magic pizza which is just like a personal like size pizza but the, everything's based off of like metal bands like they have like a cohen and cambria pizza they have a hate breed pizza um Ooh. And then the other one was a chillin' taco, which is like a homemade Choco tacos. Oh man. And that's like dude, the best I thing love ever. Choco tacos. Yeah, this dude just I- makes like it, but he makes like he'll have like a like a charcoal cho- like, chocolate taco with like charcoal ice cream and like cocoa flakes. And he goes all out with this shit. But um those three food trucks have been like taking over Orlando and it's the coolest shit to see. That's awesome.
0: I, I, but, dude, next time we're there, I'm I'm hitting them up. Like, hey, we got a bunch of people outside that need hot dogs, so
1: they would, they dude, they would love to do it too because they love just showing up and just sl- like I like slinging wings. Yeah, sling, slinging wienies. Dude,
0: there is this um uh when we so when we were just recording right down the street, there's this place called Los Dorados, mm-hmm. and they make flautas or um taquitos. Yeah, and dude, I'm telling you, like it's like we guys, like. It is one of the best foods that I have ever eaten, like in anything. We went a couple times and I ate it. I was like, this is like one of the best foods I've ever consumed. It is ridiculous. If you're ever in that area, if you're ever in
2: the LA area,
0: look it up. It's they they do the same thing. They travel and they're their different spots every day. Dude, it is ridiculous. And and I follow them on Instagram, so all I get is pictures of <laughs> these flautas. And I'm like, damn it. I'm like, <laughs> Sitting at, sitting at home eating like a hamburger. Like I wish this was a fun.
2: Didn't like the guitar part. I'm gonna go back and re record it. <laughs> it's,
1: yeah, it's right. so For it's so month. funny. Like like all the the you know all the guys make fun of me, but like anytime we go on tour, I'm consistently looking up like cool places to go eat in whatever city you that we're have in. To. Oh yeah, and you gotta and every time we do it, they all like they laugh. At I me. just like, end oh. up at Bucky's. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're like I find all, all like, these oh. great places, and then we just I go just to just Bucky's. End up at Bucky's. <laughs> but they're always like they're always like oh where'd you find this place because i'm always like oh like oh this place was on netflix or this place was like i found it on tiktok or blah 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 and they're, they always make fun of me but then when we go i somehow get like a like a whole tour of like the kitchen and like the smoke room <laughs> at a lot of barbecue places oh yeah My and uh, they're like that was the coolest fucking experience ever and i go yeah dude it's so much better than going yeah. to fucking cumberland you. farms and picking up some shit food <laughs> dude i love oh
0: my gosh i love food i'm a big food guy um some might say foodie um <laughs> i i want to start like just reviewing foods and like leaving reviews on things just because we tour them like goes to so many places
1: dude, um but i love like, the did same, that did they really yeah they did they they did on i don't remember what tour it was it might have been the pure noise tour but they lit- they did a TikTok segment where they just tried a ramen place or or like a fun oh, place okay. in every single city, and it was the coolest thing I've ever seen. So one hundred percent, you guys should do that.
0: Yeah, that'd be awesome. I um, dude, yeah, we go to so many places, like, and, and a lot of them, like, I I do the same kind of thing. I like look up like like Travel Channel things or Food Network stuff. Um, yeah, we ended up a, at a couple barbecue places in like St. Louis and. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dude, it's just nuts. Like, (laughs) it makes me want to move there, but like, I don't don't want to move there. But it's so good. Um, I think I went and got ramen um, in Philly the other night, and it was incredible. I think it was called Izakaya. Oh yeah. Um, I think. I don't. I'm not. I don't really remember. It was so good, though. It was awesome. I'm not. I want to start doing that. I'm not like a huge ramen guy. I'm not like a soup guy. But, no, me either. But sometimes, it, like th- that ramen that I got was like insane. I, I, we ordered this like this kind of like combo thing. It was like ramen and appetizer and and a roll of sushi or whatever. So like, oh, let's just do that, and it ended up just being incredible anyway. So
1: yeah, I I was just I was funny enough. I was in Atlanta this past weekend, and I was visiting family in like Peachtree City, and they just opened up a new ramen place. I'm like, ooh, ramen in Peachtree City. I'm like, I that could be hit or miss. And it was really good, but the the coolest part about it was they did um, they have tacos and the the taco shell is a fried wonton wrapper, Ooh, that they just fold okay. up. And then I got the the taco that I got was uh it was almost like a crab salad, so it was like shredded crab with like guacamole and a spicy mayo on top of it. Okay, and there's little tiny bites that you get with your ramen, and it was the best fucking thing I've had out a rocks place ever and it was just a little crab taco type of thing and i just i love that like i would have i would have never gone unless like my in-laws took me and it was like the coolest experience
0: that's awesome there's a there's a place um in philly called la chinesca mm-hmm. and i I believe it's like korean and mexican fusion <laughs> it, it's same kind of deal it's like you know
1: like al pastor like egg rolls or, or and stuff so it's it's so good Oh, that's so! I'm I'm putting that on my list next time I go to Philly. It's, it's good,
0: and it's right by like the Union Transfer. So mm-hmm. if you're like in that area, it's, it's it's awesome.
2: You know what else is awesome? Draft DraftKings. <laughs> <laughs> what Boom. a transition! That was incredible. <laughs> so bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. The Islanders and Flyers are holding it down. In the metro, perfect time to throw down some money on the durs. Are the Broad Street bullies? So download the app now and use promo code THPN. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just five dollars on hockey. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after assurance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after assurance. See DraftKings.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. All I right, want to so,
1: parlay on DraftKings on whether or not Gritty is going to take this kid's mom home.
2: Did you see that, Justin, though? <laughs> what? The Gritty. Goal no, I'm gonna look, look it about. up this, oh, as soon dude. as we're done talking. <laughs> top
0: there top was a, ten
2: gritty moment.
0: There was a kid at uh, VIP who uh, we were talking birds, and he was he raised his hand. We were doing like a Q and A, and he was like, uh, "What's the money? Like, what's the uh, parlay for the weekend?" And we were we were like, uh, "I just made up a parlay like on the spot," and he he entered it and won. <laughs> <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm so mad that I did not. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't even do it.
2: Dude, I just saw some guy won like hundreds of thousands of dollars. He did a like twelve or thirteen parlay, like predicting all the touchdowns that would be scored this past Sunday, and hit all of them. Like a five dollar bet, won him like (laughs) ridiculous amounts of money. That
0: is crazy. (sighs) I like throwing down. Like I, I, I'm such a bad sports better. Like. I, I will like I'll put together like a bunch of bets and like they'll all they'll all be solid and then I'll be like, ah, let me make this a parlay instead. And I'll do a parlay and I'll hit like nine out of ten and then yep. it's just every single time. I get two parlay like,
2: everything. <laughs> I probably shouldn't say this after just read into DraftKings ad read, but like <laughs> I haven't bet on sports since I was in college and I was so broke in college. So, like, even what we did bet was just like pennies. So, it really didn't matter. But we would always on Saturday just make like a ridiculous 12 game parlay. You got it. You got it. <laughs> and it, multiple times we would lose at that like West Coast college football game that started at 10 p.m. So, like, we're staying up all night on Saturday just <laughs> crushing beers hoping that this irrelevant like San Diego State game wins <laughs> that <we're> like... <laughs> and then we would always lose like I don't think we ever hit ever. They're hard they're hard to hit.
0: I feel yeah. like I I put some parlays down for the uh the uh the Phillies on DraftKings. There um, you yeah <laughs> shout out um use code THPN and <laughs> yeah i wish i would have known um uh dude i, I would send parlays down on the phillies playoff run and like i thought i'd hit and we had terrible internet in this venue and i checked back and like what had happened? something had happened where like they took away uh i can't even remember it was like i hit every single thing on this parlay it was like a seven leg parlay it was ridiculous i was and um I think that all I needed was whoever the starting pitcher was. to so there were like three strikeouts and he had two and they pulled him in the fourth inning. Oh, oh my God. And I, it, it, dude, I was so, I was, and I, and like, it didn't update it because on the wifi and I'm checking everything else was like score based and like, and like everything else I could like see really quickly on TV. And I was like, Oh my God, I did it. <laughs> and it just happened. It just didn't happen. I was so pissed. <laughs>
2: what's up with venues just having terrible internet reception like oh it's sometimes venue, you're just in a black hole yeah every venue like i go to in charlotte is just a black hole it's crazy yeah makes no sometimes
0: sense. sometimes it's like not like really nice like you can bring your switch in and play like fortnite or something but sometimes uh venue wi-fi is brutal finding wi-fi on tour is brutal. Like. You you basically rely on like Starbucks internet to do anything at any any point. Yeah, but Starbucks. Like you're not getting, man. With that peppermint mocha, I can <laughs> I can I can deal with that. I love that, dude. Yeah, like you'll be in Nebraska or something in like a cornfield, and you just you're just stuck. There's no Wi-Fi. You're not getting it.
1: No phone service. Nothing. Yeah, and it, and it always happens to be like the day that you
0: have to do something really important with internet. Oh yeah, we're doing like a merch drop right now at twelve o'clock, and we just parked, and there's nothing here, and we we have no chance of doing this. And like you're getting like one text message an hour, and it's like from your manager who's like, "Please respond," and we're like,
1: hi! It's
2: always the way. It's always when when you need it most. Third world problems, right? <laughs> but I I guess to to kind of wrap it up with some hockey talk. Um You know, yeah. we, we love talking about some of the, the cool shit that the devils have been doing this year, having bands play their concourse and shit. And like, you guys are kind of close to the devils. So have you I tried to throw it? I don't know. <laughs> you if, like, <laughs> do it?
0: I don't know. I don't know. I would feel like a traitor, like the ultimate traitor. They like ruined my childhood. Not Steven <laughs> ruined my childhood. He, he, like, I hate that.
1: I was gonna say you're talking to the wrong guy. <laughs> <I'm> like, <geez. laughs> you see but, you the next ball jersey, <laughs>
2: <laughs> but talking about like sometimes you just have to. And that is really
0: that is really cool. That is sorry.
2: Not to, no, no, I, I totally get it. The, I, I, at least to my knowledge, I don't know the Flyers doing anything cool like that though, which is kind of disappointing.
0: That would be. Re- I mean, that maybe maybe I'll uh, shoot him an email or something. Shooting... What exactly are they doing? Tell me more about this. I'm not really.
2: Dude, so like the devils have been inviting, and I'm talking like some of these bands are pretty small, like less than a thousand monthly streams on Spotify, hmm. inviting them to play the second period intermission in the main concourse. No and really? and yeah. they're like some of them are hardcore bands. Like there's like kids opening band. up and <laughs> what? Yeah.
1: Ice. People are flying, bloods everywhere. <laughs> well, they had just I think they just got the banner to play.
0: That's insane.
1: Maybe like a week or two weeks ago, the banner played, or maybe mm-hmm. they're scheduled to play in early January. I don't remember
2: what it was. Yeah. I think, I think they're playing a little bit later, but yeah. either way, they, they've they been doing it almost every, every weekend at this point. And, uh, you, you love to see it, especially since, you know, the, the Philly Jersey scene is, is definitely an important one in this country. And, uh, just was wondering if, if grayscale was going to try to throw their hat in the ring, but Dude, that's, I guess that's it's too so cool. much bad blood. Man, I don't know.
0: I, I feel like I, I might be one of the f- the few in the band that would say I'd be. Like, I I would maybe maybe not. <laughs> no, that'd be so cool. That'd be incredible. I'm just I'm just
1: joking. Talk to the dudes um, in an um, all time low because they played a couple years ago. They played the Tampa Bay Lightning yeah. season opener.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember um, that was like right after Sad Summer. They were telling us like they were basically getting on a flight like the next day, flying down, and doing that. And then I think they played the Ravens game or something like a week later. That's cool too. Um, yeah, dude, that's a, that's such a cool thing. I didn't know they were doing that. That's incredible. I would love to do yep. that. Maybe we get the
2: Flyers to start doing that. That'd be pretty cool. I, I think you need to. Right? There's so, so many yeah. Philly. There's so, so was...
0: many good Philly bands. There's so many good Philly. So bands. many. So, I like Amen. the Menzigers come out and like rip a set intermission be incredible, I would I would go watch. Hey, they, I mean, they would have
2: to do it at the, the Scranton Penguins games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we all know that there really is Scranton band. <laughs> yeah. Everybody knows. That'd be so Everybody cool. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. <laughs> now, have you had you know, because being on Fearless, you know, there's Fearless and then Concord, right? when Concord does a lot of like the movie soundtracks and c- commercials and things like that. Has has grayscale landed on anything?
0: Um so we're not with of this right now. Um but uh we've done a couple things. Um it's kind of like it, it's kind of like through other things. Like there's there's sync things. So like you can kind of s- submit songs for sync and then if they feel that it like would work for their commercial or whatever they wanted to use it for, like um, they'll use that. Like you can kind of, I mean, really like you, like uh, there are tons of people that do that as a career. They'll just write songs for that kind of music. Um, And and, uh, what they'll do is uh, they'll kind of like, they'll put out a flyer or something. It's like, Hey, like we need this style of song for this kind of mood or maybe a commercial or like a movie or something like that. And like if you have any, like we and, and like you can submit them. So like I'm sure we've submitted for like like Netflix series or whatever. Um but I think that that's like that's um our we've kind of like dabbled in it a little bit. We haven't really like gone for it yet. But I think uh really like we recently we have um really tried to like started to like uh push for that a little bit more which is cool. Yeah. Try to get on an so, NHL soundtrack.
2: Dude, you're telling me I would love that. <laughs> that would be that my follow-up. What what song would you push to be on one of those? Would it be a new song or an older one?
0: Dude, I think a new song. I think it'd be cool. Oh man. There's a um we actually played we actually played one of the new songs at the holiday show uh that we haven't released yet. And I think that one would be awesome for like uh NHL soundtrack. But uh, yeah, definitely. I think it'd be super cool. Man. Yeah, I, I like I, there's so management. many songs. Come on. Hey, there's so many songs that I I love just because of that. Like because of video game soundtracks, like so many songs from FIFA are yeah. just like like logged in here for forever. <laughs> um, like NHL 06 had like Fallout Boy, they had Country from Avenged Sevenfold. Mm-hmm. Um a couple others uh just like yeah so cool and like you don't even notice it you're just playing the game and all of a sudden you're like i love this song i don't know why
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just because you hear the chorus like every time you're like over and over and over again you're just like oh crap
0: yeah so cool dude that'd be amazing yeah i heard that they're doing potentially
1: another guitar hero which would be like also really cool that would be awesome yeah it'd be so sick well, especially like on on like YouTube and TikTok right now, you have like yeah. all these yeah, <laughs> you have all these people like, and I I think they figured out a way to like program their own songs into Guitar Hero yeah, and Rock. Yeah, yeah. so I've, I think like that would be super cool.
0: Yeah, I've dabbled a little bit in that. Um, they have uh, Clone Hero. It's basically mm-hmm. like all of the Guitar Heroes. I don't I don't know if you guys already know about this. It's like all of the Guitar Heroes ever and all of the custom made songs like in a um in a game on steam And you just plug in one of those controllers which is what i got that for and uh yeah you can it, it, the library is insane it's like the list is endless but a lot of them are custom made from excuse me from uh just like fans of the game or whatever they just build
2: their own tracks so what came first for you guitar hero or actually learning how to play the guitar <laughs> <It's-> <laughs> Guitar, <laughs> definitely guitar <laughs> you laugh, man, because One day we're, we're going to get a, oh, we did dude, get a guitar we hero did guy. Get some, We got someone, we got yeah. a guitar hero guy That actually was like wow. Went and played his first show Only knowing, like, how to play guitar hero
0: Dude, so um, You you know the uh, band Boston Manor? Mm-hmm. Their um, drummer, Jordan I was talking to him, he was like, yeah, I, I started learning Drums on rock band Yeah Yeah so cool,
1: <laughs> it I, is it, cool. I talk about my friend. My My friend, he was uh, like when Rock Band first came out, he, he used to do drum line in like high school and then he went into college and he did drum line too. And he uh, he basically taught himself how to play on a kit because he's only ever played marching um style drums. And he um, Rock Band he bought the whole kit and then he was like, This isn't calibrated right, so he called Rock Band and then they sent him another one and he goes this isn't calibrated right either so rock band sent him five kits to all try and he got the one kit that worked and then they told him send us the serial number that was on that kit send us all the information and then they modeled all the what? rock band kits for version 2 off of that kit that he had just because he was like this isn't this isn't right this isn't it's not hitting when i'm supposed to hit And now, like, that's how all the Rock Band drums were calibrated, where you can actually, like, play on it. And it was, like, a perfect hit. That's amazing. (laughs) That's so cool. his OCD level of just, like, no, I know I'm playing it right. (laughs) (laughs) That's so cool. Yeah, I
0: I love those games. I've logged many hours into those games
2: so much yeah, frustration. I was just not good. Yeah. I'm, I'm just <laughs> not musically inclined, like not even in the video game format. <laughs> holding
1: the guitar down. <laughs> it was just like, it was just one of those things where like, um I, I remember I, I picked up the first, the first rock band or the first guitar hero. I must've been like a freshman in high school. Mm-hmm. And I remember, you know, plug, going to my friend's place, plugging it into his PS2. And I remember like one of the yeah. first songs I played was like stellar by incubus. And I, failed miserably on rock band <laughs> on guitar hero and I was like this is fucking bullshit I know how to play this song in real life and I I just ran to his guitar in my like 14 year old rage and just fucking angry played Stellar by Incubus on his <laughs> acoustic guitar just to prove that I could play it. Yes. Dude so I play
0: guitar left-handed um mm. and so when we've same kind of the same deal like I went to my friend's house he had he's like you gotta come try this this is insane and um I didn't re- like. We didn't know there was like a lefty toggle on it. They have oh. like a, an option to do that. And I literally, we set up a mirror in his basement, and I played <laughs> guitar here like this. <laughs> that into a mirror. I swear to God, yeah, <laughs> for like
1: days. <laughs> that crazy. is that is pretty ingenious, though, to come up with that. We didn't know what else to do, and we were like, yeah. "Dude," is,
0: and and then and then like, I mean, we were so young, but then we we're like, "Dude, are we are we just so dumb?" Like, there has to be. <laughs> An option <laughs> like
2: <laughs> of course there was but i don't know why that wasn't our first thought dude that <laughs> would be like viral on tiktok right now a video <laughs> yeah. of you playing guitar hero in a mirror, in mirror. backwards like <laughs> dude, the contents the
0: yeah. man <laughs> dude yeah i'll never forget that so that was so i was so frustrated i was like how am i gonna play this game i need to play and we were like, let's get a mirror, be this giant mirror. And I just turned around and played backwards. It was nuts.
2: Unbelievable. So, Andy, you kind of hinted at it. You guys are no longer with Fearless. I wasn't even too familiar with that. So I yeah, guess yeah. It just you did your two albums and are going in a different direction.
0: Yeah, um, they're they're awesome. They've got a lot of like great people there. Um, I think we were just kind of like time to move forward and see what else. What else we could do um right yeah right now we're like we're independent we're uh probably going to release this record independently which we're excited about it's a lot of work a lot of a lot of behind the scenes stuff for us but
2: we're excited to do it
0: and excited to see like what comes from it
2: but that's kind of the trend hit up uh derek from uh heart attack man they just did it
0: oh okay cool cool Mm -hmm.
2: yeah yeah, we
0: we've been talking a lot with uh The main. They've been independent. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure if they are right now, but they've done like independent for years and years. And they they're like great um great people to talk with and kind of like work your way through uh all of that journey cuz there's
2: there's a lot to it. Yeah, and I don't know why I called them Derek. I meant to say Eric. Derek <laughs> <The,
1: laughs> Derek the main The Maine is just one of those bands that have like such a die hard following too yeah they, they've they really do.
0: done a great job at um just building like a really good community of, of fans which is really cool it's cool like like you kind of like all of the fans there are like friends with each other and they've just like kind of grown up together in this like mm-hmm. main community which is like
2: awesome and they have their own festival they do too right yeah did that yeah,
0: yeah, 81 well they do they own um, part of Sad Summer, and then they do the eighty-one twenty-three festival.
1: That's what it is. Yeah, yeah,
0: which is awesome as well.
2: Yeah. Also, another band I kind of missed came out kind of when I was in my college indie phase, and then <laughs> never got on the the main train. But I I saw them. It must have been the last Warp tour, and I didn't. You guys play the last Warp tour?
0: Yeah, like the last full run of like yeah. 40, yeah, yeah, that was the one we were on.
2: Yeah, and I, I, I've said it on this podcast multiple times, but I went to the, the Charlotte date, and they have the amphitheater where they split the the stage in half, right? And they just yeah. kind of went back and forth the whole day. And I was like, hey, most of the bands I want to see are on one of these two stages. So I literally sat in a seat under a ceiling fan the entire day. It was the best Warped Tour experience. <laughs> That's amazing. <ever>. Like, <laughs> ever sat in one seat kind of in the middle between the two stages and saw Mm -hmm. everyone. So like the main was one of the bands. Yeah. The main was one (laughs) of the bands that I saw on on the main stage. And like, I knew some of their like bigger, more popular songs, but like I was really impressed with them going in, not knowing much about that band. I was like, this band is like everyone in this band is legit. A sick musician. They're Mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah
0: this dudes rock and they're, and they're great people they're they're really awesome yeah i remember um i don't remember what year it was like like our one of our first tours uh we'd ever done um I, I i didn't really i didn't really grow up listening to that style of music too much like as a as a kid and i didn't really know i wasn't as familiar and they had that record lovely little lonely come out and i remember we I remember just like driving across the country in that like one tour, and we listened to that record a whole bunch. And I was like, this is just amazing. I absolutely love this record. Um, and yeah, the their the recent couple releases have been just as good. They just released a record not too long ago. It's so cool.
2: Really, 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 really good. Yeah. I, I'm not like saying I'm a, a main fan now. Like, I, I just kind of uh, appreciate them. Like, I can yeah, yeah. say that they're a sick band. Yeah, they're great. Yep. So Andy, what, what can we expect from Grayscale in 2024 other than obviously the new tunes coming out? Do we have any shows or tours or anything lined up coming in the near future? Um, we do
0: have a tour lined up. I can't say yet. Okay. Super excited about it, though. Um, really excited. It's not too far out. Um, we, yeah, we have new songs coming on the way. Um, man, I'm, I'm like really, really excited to to start releasing them and just kind of like let people hear what we've been working on for the last two years. We've been grinding, like relentlessly grinding on songs. So I'm excited to see what people think.
2: And, and what's the independent approach for this release? Are, are you guys going to be doing some silly TikTok dances and stuff?
0: <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no dance. I don't dance. <laughs> I don't dance. The only I only dance at weddings, and I don't dance well. <laughs> like, um now i i think we're just gonna i mean I'm I, we have like a whole a whole plan of of how we want to approach it but um i think just like just getting music out to people like in just just hitting them with music just here here's a song here's a song here's a song and like just when you thought that we were out of songs like here's more
2: you know yeah sometimes you gotta just let the music speak for itself right yeah exactly yeah. exactly yeah. At l- luckily, you guys are kind of at that stage where you already have a pretty solid following, right? So, like, releasing music that way can t- definitely work. But for mm-hmm. bands that are just starting out, like, even they can have the sickest music ever. It's just the whole social it's media hard. way of doing things these days is near impossible, really. It's grind.
0: It's yeah, grind. well, it's just, it's so, like, saturated. It's It's hard to, like... Kind of like stick, like stick out a little bit, and but yeah, um yeah, I, I can't wait. I think we were just kind of like looking at how some of the the bands in the scene, or or even just out of the scene or anywhere, kind of release music, and like sometimes, like you ever like find a band that like you just it doesn't seem like they ever stop releasing music, like even though, like they are releasing music like almost like bi yearly, mm-hmm. like. Dude, I'm like I'm looking at the camera. And I have a glitter all over my. I, have like Christ... I keep seeing like little glitter, like I have these <laughs> Christmas decorations. There's glitter all over me at all times. It's ridiculous. Um, I had glitter on me for like two weeks. Um, the uh, the STD of craft supplies, dude. So much, so many Christmas decorations. Um, yeah, I we just want to try to like just hit like just kind of like yeah, let the music speak for itself, but but really just like. Here, song here's here's more and more and more you know
2: yeah that I I would say like bands that are doing that it feels like every time I open the release radar they're on there it is like yeah. Magnolia Park 408 like the, some of those Orlando Boy, are random bands yeah
0: they do such a good job at like marketing them and and things and like kind of like like getting the most out of each song and by the time they release something else you're like dude I, like I thought you just did this. But it's yeah. and it's awesome. It's like cool, like more,
2: you know. Amen. Yeah I, I I feel for for bands these days. It's not like oh, I'm just gonna like hand out flyers at the mall or like tell people to come to our shows. Like it's so much harder <laughs> these days, dude. I don't know how I don't know how
0: people did that before either. I think about like just like I think about like touring in the '70s and and like just just driving around with a map.
2: <laughs> not even 70s dude like <laughs> you
0: know like going to this bar hope people are there
1: I, like, like the early the early, 2000s, 2000s, early 2000s, yeah, yeah it was like map Quest. yeah same we, yeah same thing i remember th- one of the first tours we ever did it was a, it was a full east coast run and we like I, I was originally from miami so we did miami all the way to portland maine and we That's had right. MapQuest directions for every to venue to venue and we're just like, all right, grab the next packet. We just like we had like folders just to be able to look and see like what the directions were. Yeah, because GPSs were like six hundred dollars. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and then and like you get off the track, accurate. and then you're like you're six hundred miles away from where you're supposed to be. And you're like, we're never. Yeah, someone loses the page we were, to MapQuest, yeah. and you're fucked. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nuts. And then like to even like promote in that way, like I don't know, it's just. I think about that, and I'm like, oh, man, I don't know
1: how people did that. It was all MySpace back then. Yeah, yeah.
2: It was. Good old days. Top eights. <laughs> Top oh, eights. Yeah. yeah. Well, Andy, man, this was a blast catching up. It's been yeah. way too long. We're, we're not going to wait 230 episodes before we get you back on. We'll what he says around, We'll wait and see how the rest of the season plays out, and if the the Flyers are are in the playoffs, we'll have to get you back on. And
0: yeah, I'm some, around
2: some real relevant hockey, and uh, you know, we, we won't wait for two more albums to come out either. So <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. We'll
0: we'll, uh, we'll sneak a second one in and make it, make it happen.
2: Amen. <laughs> well, we really appreciate you you know spending about an hour with us and know super excited to hear all this music that you're promising us that i'm very excited for that and then obviously the, this uh tour that sounds pretty epic even though you didn't spill too many beans i'm sure it's going to be sweet yeah <laughs> yeah i hear that way too early <laughs> way too early but we'll we'll definitely be excited for that one as well hopefully it comes through charlotte or orlando so that we can come out but uh either way andy truly appreciate you hanging man and Hopefully the flyers do not disappoint.
0: Yeah, we'll see. It's great catching up with you all. Hell Thank yeah. Thank you for bro. having me on. It was a blast. Amen.